0: What a good God we serve. Amen? Amen. Woo! I'm grateful for our Sunday school department. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We take our uh, children's ministry pretty serious here at Word of Victory. And uh, we're not just, you know, babysitters. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We're here to, uh, to serve and to be a blessing. <clears throat> and uh, God counts our kids... The word says they're a heritage of the Lord, and so He counts them valuable and very precious. And so, uh, you know, if if we, you know, it's just amazing if you just kind of hook up, you know, and love what God loves, and you hate what God hates. Come on, somebody! It's amazing how life just gets better. Amen to that. Praise God. Now we have uh, over the last uh, uh, several, I guess, quite a bit of several months here, or whatever it's been. And we've been talking about overcoming, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, overcoming. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now we have, uh, the reason being is because the beginning of the year, the Spirit of God said, this is the year of the overcomer. And that's what He proclaimed over Word of Victory. All right? And so what we have done is taken the time... Uh, every week, coming at you, praise God, talking about what it means to overcome. Coming at it from every angle, praise God. Let's put our key verse up there in 1 uh, uh, John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5 says this, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Nicael, okay? Overcome, to conquer, to prevail, gain a decisive victory. And this is the victory. Amen. Everybody say victory. victory. That's Nike there, okay? And it means the means of of success, all right? So this is the means of success to over, <clears throat> excuse me, to overcome. What is it? It says our faith. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory, the means of success that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen. Our believing. Praise God. Verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Now anybody here believe that Jesus is the Son of God? All seven of you, let's try that again. Anybody in here believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Okay, so now if that's the case, that means that, uh, that means then that you're an overcomer, because you've been born of God, and as we've come at it uh, every week talking about different aspects of whatever comes out of, whatever comes out of God as overcoming seed in it, as overcoming potential in it. Okay, so you have come out of God. You're part of the family of God. In fact, uh, chapter 4 and verse 4, we'll go ahead and throw that in there. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them uh, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, greater is he that's in you, praise God, than he who's in the world. Praise God. Now, how many believe that? Now we're just again we're just hammering on this every week. Now what we've done the last few weeks we've kind of come at it, kind of shifted gears a little bit. Talked about we've been kind of talking about a no limits mentality. Amen. That if you're going to believe God for overcoming areas of your life, amen. That you're going to have to have a no limits mentality. Amen. Nothing's impossible with God. Right. I said nothing's impossible with God. Right. Now you work with me, and we're going to go long today. All right, nothing is impossible with God. Amen. And nothing's too hard for God. I said nothing's too hard for God. Amen. you got to settle that because what happens is we go along, and if you don't watch it, pretty soon you're coping with life. You're coping with issues. You're coping with that circumstance. You're coping with lack. You're coping with sickness. You're coping with disease. Instead of conquering Instead of overcoming. Now our means of success in overcoming is our believing. You got to stay locked on, keep your faith engaged, and believe what God says can happen. Praise God. Can I hear a big amen? So with that said, go to Mark 9. Put that on the board real quick, just a little review. Jesus said to him, this is talking to the father with the epileptic son. Uh, His son was having seizures. He brought him to the disciples. They couldn't do much. So he, talking to Jesus now, had a big conversation with Jesus. He said, if you can do anything, heal my boy. Jesus said, if you can believe. The question was not whether or not God can do it. The question is, can you believe it? Because if you can believe it, all things are possible to him who believes. How many times did Jesus said, according to your faith, so be unto you? He'd ask him, what do you want? Okay, and then according to what you're, what you're uh, believing for, you can have that. Amen. That has never changed. Amen. So if we get mundane, if we start getting lax, we start getting casual in believing concerning uh, overcoming areas of our life, it's only a matter of time. What happens is you're going to find yourself just going down the same old road. Nothing changes. Come on, somebody. And the whole time God was, was, has impo- imparted into you, has empowered you, praise God, to overcome. Why? Because overcoming power is on the inside of you, praise God. And if you will believe it, you can have it, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, hallelujah, praise God. All right, so with that said, we're going to shift gears here. Go to the book of Acts, please. The book of Acts, chapter 19. Hallelujah. God is good. Woo! Amen. No limits mentality here. So we're going to kind of come out of here a little bit different angle. In chapter 19 of the book of Acts, we're going to go to like verses 11 and 12 here. It said, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs and air, aprons that were brought uh, from his body to the sick. In other words, he had, he had, he'd, he'd lay it on him, lay it on his body, and wherever ministering, doing all, and then they'd take those, uh, those, those handkerchiefs and those aprons and fabrics or whatever it is, and then they would take them to the sick, okay? And they were brought uh, from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. People got delivered from something very unusual. Everybody say unusual. Unusual. We're going to talk about unusual miracles today. All right? And so, uh, unusual. There's a lot of unusual. In fact, Jesus' ministry was all about the unusual. Am I right? I mean, mean, think about this. The unusual, right? Okay, from from a virgin birth to His resurrection. How many would say that's that's unusual? Huh? Uh, From the raising of the dead... To uh, the feeding of 5,000. How many know, whatever time stuff like that, that's unusual. That ain't normal. All right? Come on. My iPad, I'm about to have a, never mind. I'll leave it alone. Hallelujah. (laughs) From the calming of the sea to him walking on the sea. How many know that's unusual. unusual? That didn't happen all the time, right? I mean, it's amazing how that kind of stuff happened. People got deliverance and got delivered because of stuff like this. How, the providing of tax money out of a fish's mouth. I think that's one of the things we talked about last week. Amen. To a net-breaking boatload of fish that came out of nowhere to meet the needs. Unusual. Everybody say unusual. Unusual, unusual miracles. All right. Now, the word unusual means extraordinary. It means unique or unfamiliar. It means uncommon or unconventional. It means this, rare effects. I like that. Amen. It's because sometimes it's just rare effects. Amen. Just, I never saw that before. I had never heard of that before. But all of a sudden, praise God, God's doing things. Praise God. Now, there's a reason for, for uh, unusual miracles. Praise God. Amen. And so hopefully today we can stir you concerning that. But I'm going to, uh, like I said, it's going to come at you from a different angle today because I believe with all my heart, amen, God is calling us all to a new level. Let's try that one more time. God is calling all of us to a new level, praise God. A new level of commitment toward God. Got a little quieter after I said that. I said, God is calling us to a new level of commitment. Amen. See, I I believe that the unusual, I believe, praise God, that the impossible is there for us to have. Our sister Jackie came up today and we, you know, we, you know. Blessed her and you know encouraged her, you know, and at the same time prayed over her and and gave rejoice at the fact that she's been married for 50 years. And she's been standing. And a big part of that, amen, concerning some things in her own home, her own household. Amen. And she's still standing. She's still believing. Come on, somebody. Amen. God's doing a, a glorious thing, has already been showing himself strong but he's about to do something supernatural for her. I believe that. Amen. But you know why? Because she walks in an unusual level of commitment.
1: That's right.
0: Come on, somebody. She didn't quit. She didn't give up. She didn't throw in the towel. Come on, somebody. She stayed with it and staying with it, and God is doing something supernatural for her. Are you still with me? All right, so with that said, look at your neighbor and say, I like unusual. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, please. Daniel chapter 3. Now, God has not only given us permission to believe for the impossible, He's given us permission to believe for the unusual. That's good news. What can you believe for? Amen. What can you press in for? What are you willing to stand for? Are you willing to stay committed and locked on to God regardless of how up and down it may seem or how now listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's a lot of times, you know, or at least most times, the miracles don't seem to happen as fast as I want them to. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else can agree with that? Yeah. Now there's sometimes you get those suddenlies, and hallelujah, I love suddenlies. Amen. But some days, you know, it's just a matter of a stand and you stay with it and you stay with it. But if you stay with it, it's amazing what God will do for you. And most of the time, most people miss out on their breakthroughs or their miracles or overcoming something because they ain't willing to stay with it. Are you still with me? Amen. All right. So with that said, praise God, we are, uh, let's go verse 8 here. All right? Verse 8. Now, how many know, uh, I do not know what happened to my iPad, but it just went ballistic on me. But uh, I was thinking of this, um, uh, the unusual things that God has done. All right? Unusual things. How about a, a rock in a sling to knock out a giant? How about the jawbone of a donkey to take out Philistines? How about the sun standing still? Amen. As they fought until they got done fighting with the Amorites, how about uh, how about four leprous men walking into a Syrian camp makes them flee because those four leprous men sounded like a full army coming on. Is that unusual? How about a, how about the, how about Ammon and Moab being uh, turning on on each other because of a, a song? And some praisers with Jehoshaphat. They just started singing and praising God, amen, and all of a sudden the enemies turn on themselves. I'd say that's unusual. How about a sea opening up, delivering the children of uh, of God from the Egyptians, and then when the Egyptians followed, the sea closes in on them. Now that'd be unusual. You don't see that every day. Am I right? Okay, all right. Uh, I'm I thinking of uh, Gideon. How about Gideon? Okay, uh, it took a little while to get him convinced that he was a mighty man of valor. And, of course, once he got it, praise God, he got it. And so uh, they use, in one, in one instance, they use pitchers, torches, and trumpets. Light the torch, put over, uh, you know, a pitcher over it, and surrounded their enemies. There wasn't even that many of them, but they surrounded their enemy, amen, Wailed on those trumpets, praise God, broke the pitchers, and all of a sudden the, you know, everything's you know, light, lit up the, the hillside, and their enemy turned on himself and all that, and praise God, all with a torch and a trumpet and a pitcher. How about a widow woman with the oil not running out, jars of oil, come on, meeting in need. How about water from a rock? Would you say that's unusual? The point is, ain't nothing too hard for God, ain't nothing impossible, amen. The point is, can we believe, can we stick with it, stay with it long enough to see the impossible, to see the unusual manifest? I say yes. Yes. Amen. Okay, so with that said now, back to Daniel. All right, Daniel, uh, verse 8. All right. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. Of course, this is the Jews are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these three men. All right. They, they spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psalmist, uh, in symphony with all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the gold image. Now, what the gold image was, it was a 90-foot golden image made after, uh, made of the king. And so there was this dedication. And uh, at the dedication, when the songs started playing, when all the instruments started going, everybody bows to the this 90-foot golden image. Now, that happened, and of course... Three boys, actually there was, uh, Daniel's in, fed into the mix here too, but the three that they discuss in this group here is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They wouldn't bow. I said they wouldn't bow. They were pretty locked in their faith. Amen. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the, uh, these other men, um, you know, they, uh, they were a little bit jealous and a little bit envious of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so, really, to be honest, all they were trying to do is get, you know, Take care of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Get them out of the picture. Come on, somebody. Now, for those that don't understand or don't know what's going on in the book of Daniel, uh, the, many of the uh, children of Israel were, were taken captive by the Babylonians. And uh, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, actually their names were something different, and they were changed to Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, but anyway, uh, they, they were all taken captive pretty young. They were all pretty young. I think, if I'm not mistaken, around 16, 17 years old is how old they were when they came. And so uh, they were raised up, basically, due to their, their spirit, their commitment, uh, their excellence and everything. They just, they just kind of climbed the ladder. And pretty soon, they're in charge of things. Pretty soon, I mean, man, the kings you know, are, are liking what they're seeing in them. And, and uh, so they, they start promoting them. Now, in the course of uh, this book, there's four different kings. Uh, with, uh, you know, that, that Daniel, actually, uh, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they serve four different kings in the course of this time. Okay, just, just put that in the, into the mix there. But uh, anyway, uh, so let's go to uh, find out what's happened with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, so verse, uh, where are we at? Verse 11, says, so whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews, huh? we know these guys, whom you have set over the affairs of the promise of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O oh king, have, have not paid due regard to you. I mean, these, oh, they're horrible. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was, was outraged, in rage and fury gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you uh, do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the the time uh, to hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the the harp, the lyre, the psalmist in symphony, with all, okay, anyway, all kinds of music, right? And fall down and worship the image uh, which I have made good. But if you do not worship, You shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God? I love this. Who is the God who would deliver you from my hands? Well, you're about to meet him. Now, how many know this is, uh, you know, this is, you know, this could be a tough situation. Come on, somebody. You know, the unusual, uh, you know, is about to happen. And, uh, you know, there's a reason for it. And I'm hoping you're going to catch that today, all right? And so the unusual, God is, uh, you know, wanting to do uh, impossible things, things that seem impossible, do do, uh, unusual things to help you overcome, whether it's obstacles or, uh, you know, oppression or uh, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, opposition from people or whatever is. It doesn't matter. God wants to help you with things, amen? And God wants to help these men. Well, these men, amen, didn't back up. They didn't quit. They made a statement. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, um, we have no need to answer you in this matter. In other words, you know, don't, you, know don't, you don't have to play no music. You don't have to do none of that and wait and see what's going to happen. We'll just tell you right up front what's going to happen. Don't want to waste your time. And we sure as heck don't want you wasting our time. So here's the deal. Huh? if that is the case look at this uh, let's see if that is the case in other words if you're going to throw us into the fiery furnace our God in other words the one that you want to know who's going to deliver us our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and He will everybody say He will He will, he will deliver us from your hand O King But if not, now he's not talking about, the. but if not, is not talking about whether he won't deliver us. Go back to verse 17. In other words, if if that is the case, in other words, if you're going to, if we're not going to bow and you're going to throw us into the furnace, then fine, know that God's going to deliver us. But if you choose not to throw us in the furnace, well, just know this, all right? Amen. Let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Are you still with me? Now, the reason we uh, hammer on that a little bit, because he said, they said in the verse prior, He will deliver us. Done. We refuse to bow to your image. We refuse to bow to your gods. The God we serve will deliver us. The Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. And the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. I don't know if it'd really matter, would it? But anyway. And he commanded certain men of valor who were in, in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. We're about ready to see an unusual and these men were bound in, in, in their coats, uh, their trousers, uh, their, uh, their turbans, and, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's pretty hot. Yeah. And these three men, Shadrach, you know, she just keep repeating it, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Burning fiery furnace, did I say it right? For, 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 for. All right. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loosed. Walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. I think you're right. So you're about to meet the God, amen, that you said, Who is the God who will deliver you from my hand? Hmm. Verse twenty six and Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, You know, I just want to say this. This actually happened. Yeah.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. It
0: happened. Well, I just thought it was a Sunday school story. This actually happened. Everybody say unusual. unusual. This is unusual. Okay. So Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. Amen. And the satraps and administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and there was all the leadership, and they saw these men on whose bodies, look at this, the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Hmm. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. Everybody say, who trusted? Amen. Amen. It's pretty key. See, it's a whole, whole different level of commitment. Who would have stood there? I mean, don't raise your hand. But I mean, you know, if you were put in that position, what would you have done? Now, hindsight, we all say, oh, bless the Lord, I, I would have went too, praise God. Well, that might be debated. Come on, somebody. I love you all. I'm not trying to be, you know, ornery or not trying to be sarcastic with you or anything kind of, but... You know, when you stop and you think about it, some of us, we, we're not as committed as we, we think we are. We all have commitments. and We all have things that we're responsible for and uh, accountable for. And, and uh, But it's amazing how many things take, the, uh, take first place in our lives. Come on, somebody. In this kind of situation... You're either all in or you're not. They were all in. And God delivered them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent uh, an angel to deliver his servants, and, uh, who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word. I love that. They frustrated the king's word. Amen. And yielded their bodies. I love that. They trusted in him, and they yielded their bodies Amen, that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I love this, everything's changing. Therefore, the king now, right? Therefore, I make a decree that any people nation or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made an ash heap uh, because there is no other God who can deliver like this than the king promoted again amen because early on he was promoted again promoted uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Everybody say unusual. Amen. Unusual. Hallelujah. Unusual things. The unusual to overcome often requires a higher level of commitment because you've got to be willing to stay with it. I said you've got to be willing to stay with it. Yes. There's a lot of things um, that, um, that pressure us every day. All right? yes. we got family things. we got... Work. We got financial things. Maybe there's health things. Maybe uh, you know. Maybe you're being pressured in your faith. Maybe there's a stand of faith you're making, and 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 yet the pressure's on. How many know every time you make a stand of faith, the pressure? Here comes the pressure. Uh, put the uh, just on the board. Put Acts 14. I think I gave you that verse. Put Acts 14 on the board. And this was. Um, Paul talking to them. He said, strengthen the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith. Everybody say continue. Continue, continue in the faith. That's key. Amen. See, it's one thing. See, sometimes, you know, it's, it's not your initial stand of faith. It's the, it's the reaction. Come on, not the initial action, but the reaction when the pressure's on. We continue in the faith and saying we must through many tribulations. All that means is much Pressure. That's all it means. We, through much pressure, enter the kingdom of God. The word kingdom means rule, realm, or reign of God. Okay? So, in other words, if you want more of God, if you want God to show Himself strong, that's all I'm saying. If you want to enter into God's realm, enter into a God's ways, enter into God's uh, rule and reign, this is how it happens it's going to happen through pressure. It's going to happen through pressure. Now, nobody likes pressure. I mean, nobody really does. Um, you know, we don't like to be pressured in our faith every day or, or pressured in our stand. Or, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe even your, your, own, your own convictions or your own, your own belief system maybe gets pressured once in a while. Come on, somebody. Maybe, maybe you're, you're pressured every day based on family things. Maybe not everybody's serving God in the household. Or maybe the pressure's on about, you know, how do you balance God and family? How do you balance God and jobs? How do you balance financial things and 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 you know taking you know being committed and and, and rock solid to the house of God? How do you balance? Well, see, you gotta settle it. It's all it is is pressure. It's just pressure. And the only, way you're ever, the only way you're ever going to see God show himself strong is to press through the pressure. Right. Yes. If you're going to back down every time the pressure's on, well, then that's probably why we're not seeing the impossible. That's probably why we're not seeing the unusual. These individuals were willing to lay down their life no matter what. Amen. They just made a decision. Hey, it doesn't even matter what you do, whether you put us in there or not. We just ain't serving your God. It ain't happening. It's the way it is. When you look at half the unusual miracles, you look at the people and individuals that it happened for, all of them were dedicated and committed. They were locked on. They They weren't cowering to the pressure. And they had just as much pressure, if not more pressure, than what you're dealing with, and yet they chose to press through. And when they did, God showed up. See, most of the time, I I probably can't say all. I'd like to say all. You know, maybe that's evangelistically speaking. (laughs) You know, I'd like to say all. But I can probably, without a shadow of a doubt, say this. All right? That most of the things that we miss out on in God are because we gave in before it could happen. We miss out on something because right at that last hour, we threw in the towel and said, oh, are we settled? Come on, somebody. We just settled for something. Yeah. And yet the whole time God was wanting to do something. Right. Right. Just being willing to stay with it. Yeah. A new level. That's what A new level of commitment. That's where we're going. Come on. A new level of commitment. That's where we're going. A new level of commitment to God. Amen. Refusing to back down, refusing to cower, refusing to back up or to draw back because of pressure. We're staying with it, locked on, praise God, to the end. Hallelujah. Get our promise. Hallelujah. Get our answer. Amen. And if it takes an unusual miracle, then so be it. Praise God. Anybody else with me today? Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's go back to the book of Daniel again. This time, let's look at Daniel himself. Amen? Now, remember, all of them were together. In fact, these four men uh, were, uh, were promoted together as they kind of uh, ra- were raised up in the ranks. All of it because of their dedication and commitment. Amen? And so, uh, anyway, so verse uh, chapter 6, please. And let's go to verse, uh, verse 1. Um, I believe that's what I gave you back there, verse 1. All right, says this. Now, how many know this happened? I said, how many know this happened? All right. Now, a new level. Amen. No limits mentality. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's too hard. Come on. The miraculous, the unusual can all manifest. Amen. Are we willing to stick it out? Are we willing to stay locked on regardless? All right. All right. It pleased Darius. This is the next king. All right. Uh, this might this is, is this number king number two in the book here I think it is this is Darius now okay so it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom one hundred uh, and twenty satraps and there leaders here to be over the whole kingdom and over these uh, three governors of whom Daniel was one okay well, he's one of the three top dogs okay right now that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. All right, then, the, then this Daniel, look at this, distinguished himself above the rest, right? Above the governors and satraps. Why? Because there was an excellent spirit in him. Amen. Everybody say excellent. excellent. Amen. That means above and beyond, right? All right, in fact, chapter 1 says a ten times better spirit. Yeah. Right. Come on, somebody. All right, so that's the kind of spirit that him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had. All right, so this, this one's about Daniel. All right, so anyway, so he, he had an excellent spirit with, uh, about him, right? And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole thing. I mean, not only are you going to be one of my top three, I, I'm thinking about just making you top dog. All right, well, the governors and satraps didn't like that. Come on, somebody. They're all a little bit jealous, a little envious. That's what happens here. Okay, so the governors and satraps uh, to, uh, uh pardon me. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. They're just trying to hang him up somehow. But they could not find no charge or no fault because he was faithful. Woo! Excellent. Faithful, right? Nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said that we shall, uh, we shall not find any charge against uh, this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his own God, right? Come on, that's awesome. Look at that, 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 That's the only way we can find it. If we, we just, we gotta, somehow we've got to hang him up concerning that. So uh, these governors and satraps thronged before the king, it was, came before the king all in a big mad rush, right? And they said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. Oh, sound like you're buttering him up. Huh? All the governors in the, in, in, of the kingdom and administrators and satraps and counselors and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute. You liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> Come on. There was just a bunch of them that were kind of finagling here. Come on now, manipulating, right? Come on. All right, so anyway, uh, to make a a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man uh, for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish uh, this decree. Establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. In other words, according to that, if it's signed according to that, that means nothing changes. All right, this is the way it is. Therefore, King Darius, you know, thinking, well, wasn't that cool? All my leaders are thinking this way that's amazing. You guys are something else. Gosh, I'm going to go ahead and sign that. Right? Right? So he signed the written decree. Now, when Daniel knew, everybody say he knew, knew. when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in the upper room and with his windows Open. open, we ain't ashamed of nothing here. His windows got thrown wide open, praise God, toward Jerusalem. And he knelt down on his knees three times uh, that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God and was his, as was his custom since early days. And that's the way he always does, it, every day. And they knew that because that was his conviction. Come on, right? Yeah. One translation says, as, as he did aforetime. A, a Amen. In other words, he's, this is the way he's always done things. Now, these, uh, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying. So where, where are they? Come on, think about this. Okay, so Daniel goes home, okay, and, and going to do what he always does. They know that because Daniel is faithful. Daniel is excellent. Daniel just has a way he does things. This is how he does it, and he's good at what he does, and he gets her done. He doesn't waver. He's not up and down. He's not in and out and not flaky. Come on. he just This is what he does every day, and they knew it. That's why let's put this decree, and we're going to hang him up on it. That's the only way we can find to hang him up. So he goes home and they're all behind him. Come on, does anybody get this? Because they're all right there. The windows are open. Obviously, you know, he's he's up there praying and talking out loud, giving God thanks. And they're underneath the window. (laughs) Bunch of babies. Right? Come on, right? Come on. And just because of envy... Well, anyway, I mean, am I the only one that sees that? I just think, wow. What verse am I on now? Verse 11, uh, Then these men assembled, found Daniel praying and making supplication for his God, and they went before the king. King, 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 we've got to tell you something, king, king, king. <laughs> and they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree? that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Did you not sign that? Come on. The king answered and said, This thing's true. Yeah, I did that. According to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. So they answered and they said before the king that Daniel... Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, oh yeah, let's, let's, let's throw that out there, does not show due regard for you, O oh king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes uh, his petition three times a day to his own God, right? And the king, when he heard these words, realized he got duped. Come on. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself because mm-hmm. he realized, I got duped. I got suckered in my own pride. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. All right? So he was greatly displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. In other words, i got to find some kind of loophole here that I can, I can deliver my, my buddy here. Amen? Right. I got this guy, amen. Remember, he was, I was saying about putting him as number one. All right. You still with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, so uh, let's see here. What are we at? Verse uh, um, verse 14 again. Hallelujah. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself, set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored till go- the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, No, O king. That it is the law of the Medes and Persians that no decree or statute which the king uh, establishes may be changed. So the king gave the command. All right. All right. Got to fall through with it. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den alliance. This, this happened. Huh? But the king spoke to Daniel. Huh? The king said this. The king spoke to Daniel. Your God, whom you serve continually, He will deliver you. Isn't that good? Then a stone was brought and laid at the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and the signet signet rings of of his lords, and uh, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. In other words, so they all put their signet ring on that. So in other words, it was a sealed deal, all right? So it can't be opened till morning. Now the king went uh, to his palace and spent the night fasting, and and no musicians were brought before him. Also, his sleep went from him. All right? Then, never say then. Then the king arose very early in the morning, went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O oh, king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the mouth, the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. Amen. Everybody say new level of commitment. Come on, somebody. This man was locked on. Amen. I was found innocent before him and also, O oh, king, I have done no wrong before you. And Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that he should uh, take that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no injury, uh, and no injury, what whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. Then the king gave the command. Uh oh, tables turn, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Uh, them, oh man, this is serious. Their children, their wives, the whole family. Come on. The lions overpowered them and broke all the bones and pieces before they even hit the bottom. And King Darius wrote, here we go. To all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel then prospered in the reign of Darius and also then in the reign of Cyrus uh, the Persian. That was the next one too, praise God. There was four kings that he served. Amen? And he never lost his faith. Almost all the other patriarchs of faith uh, had a moment or two. They all ended up being patriarchs of faith because of great things they stood and believed for. But I don't think we ever found one, one negative thing about Daniel. Amen. Now, my point is this, all right? We've all had our ups and downs. We've all had our ins and outs. But God is looking for a people It'll go to the next level of commitment and dedication unto Him. Yeah. Think about this. What if your breakthrough? What if your miracle? What if that, impo- that thing that seems impossible? What if, what if an unusual thing was to happen for you? And all that needs to happen is you just got to stay with it. Just stick it out. Don't give up, don't quit. Don't back up because your faith's being pressured. Don't back up because there's pressure at home or there's pressure in your your job or pressure in your finance or your health. Don't don't back up because there's pressure against your, 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 uh, um, your belief system or some kind of thing. Come on, somebody. Don't back up because somehow you feel like your life's being threatened. What if you just taking a stand was all it took for God to show Himself strong and do the impossible, do an unusual thing. And what you're going to have from there on is a testimony. Come on, somebody, about how good God is. Maybe the only thing that holds us back from seeing those things happen is just the fact that we won't stay with it, won't stick it out, praise God, and press through things. Amen. Amen. Did you get some today? Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're an overcomer. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Hallelujah. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Those who believe. There's nothing too hard for our God. Scripture says that He is uh, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for Him? And I, there's a reason He says that, because sometimes it's, it's like what these men had to deal with, it was really opposition from people. Right. God ain't moved by that. Now, we get moved by that once in a while, but God ain't moved by that. So, what if we just took our stand and said, regardless of who's against us, we have a God that's for us, and I take my stand in Him. I refuse to back up or quit. Come on, somebody, and I will overcome this in Jesus' name. Did you? Amen? Amen. You got something?
1: One of the things to always remember is um, to separate the problem and the pressure. Because all pressure is, is influence of a problem to try and move you in your soul or your flesh. Okay, that's all it is. The pressure is the push of the problem. The problem was people were opposing them. But the pressure was the furnace, the lion's den, the what ifs. Usually the problem is a fear and the pressure is what if it doesn't. Okay? And you gotta separate that and realize all the pressure is, is the influence trying to move on your soul or move on your flesh. And if you will separate, The pressure and the problem. The problem is this. People want me to compromise. Well, I take that in the spirit and I build myself up that I am committed to God. And the problem is I don't have enough commitment to God. All these things around me are just pressing on that. And so if I get my commitment established, what they press on doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. See, because the problem is dealt with. I have an infirmity in my body. Okay. That infirmity is the problem. The pressure is, what if I won't be able to walk? What if I have to miss this event? What if? That's all the pressure. The problem is, I just have an infirmity. So I can take that into the spirit of God and conquer that and not have any of this pressure. Amen. We don't separate pressures and problems rightfully. And so what we do is we spend our time looking for relief of the pressure and never conquer the problem. So if you will fight the problem in the spirit, the pressure will just go away. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're, build, if you're trying to lift a dumbbell and you can only lift 10 pounds, I'm not Caleb Strong. I'm Trudy Strong. I can lift a little bit. But if I get stronger, I can lift more. And you can just get stronger. You can lift more. You can get stronger, you can lift more. You get stronger, you lift more. Well, get stronger in the Spirit, you can handle more. That's right. Get stronger in the Spirit, you can handle more. Get stronger in the Spirit, you can handle more. And you just keep getting stronger in the Spirit instead of trying to talk about the weights that are against you. Separate that pressure. Fix that problem. Amen. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Once again, thank you. Amen. For an ear that heard, a heart that received. Father, we thank you for a people willing to press through, willing, Lord God, to overcome, hallelujah, willing to step forward, willing to not quit, not give up, praise God. And we give you the praise for every miracle. We thank you, Lord, every unusual miracle. We thank you, Lord, for all that which seems impossible being made possible because we choose to believe you and press into you. Father, we give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, turn to someone. and say, I'm so glad you're an overcomer and you are dismissed.